Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zare Jr. Later on, I'm going to have Keenan White on from JQ Racing. Ryan is taking the week off. Um, he just basically said, eh, I want to get a normal night's sleep on a Sunday night. So he's taking the week off. I just wanted to do an intro quick to take care of some local stuff. Um, I, I don't think Keenan would be as interested in our local going on as most of the listeners here. Um, let's start out with the results. So yesterday, Joe 3 and I made it out to Shamrock. Beautiful day of racing. They put a new uh, slab of AstroTurf down the back straightaway. It was starting to break in. like So you hit it. It's almost like your car was going through. It wasn't loose, but it, it felt like it was binding the car up a little bit. Just a little bit. But it was still pretty good. I like that new strip of AstroTurf for sure. Um, it was just a fun day. We got out of there at 4 o'clock. There was a bunch of stock buggies. There was um, two heats of Sportsman and a heat of Slash. The, uh, the Sportsman did a great job marshalling the buggy. A. That's all we had for marshals, so that's what we had to do. We'll go through some Shamrock results here. So for the Spec Slash A main, Freddie Valley won that one. Nathan Johnson second. Josh Abraham third. In Sportsman A, Josh Abraham won it. Cole Abraham took second. And Amanda Neiman took third. Stock Buggy A, John Shore won it Corey Eichen uh I Corey E I'm bad with last names took second and Anthony Z Stratton took third I had some thoughts on this because I took the fastest lap of the entire race on the last lap just like Craig Kruger did two weeks prior and that besides the fact that it murders the idea of teching for club races, what I'm thinking is, do we need a weaker battery or a weaker motor? Um, the shower drain's going to go, I apologize, but the wife's getting the kids showered up before I have to give Keenan a call. But... Would it help by putting in, let's say, a locked timing Hobbywing 17.5 or a locked timing Trinity motor? Because two weeks in a row, or two races in a row, the f absolute fastest lap of the race was turned on the last lap. I totally screwed myself in that race. I ended up dead last. I crashed way too much. I was trying to drive way too hard. But I still got the hot lap. So, do we slow the motors down? Do we put in weaker batteries? I mean, I would love to hear your guys' thought about it. It's 
just a question I've had because the motors are hot the battery voltage is down to like 7.7 at that point it's an eight minute main so anyways let's continue on with results I don't I don't know if anybody showed up for dollar hobbies today I'm not seeing any results so we'll go to Rick's hobby farm that ran yesterday they mashed up E-Buggy and E-Truggy, and Sam Sovacool won that one. And God, I hate nicknames. You guys have to stop it with the nicknames. It's silly. Use your name. Homebrew, whoever, won, whoever that is, took second, and Pizza's Done took third. And let's see here for four-wheel drive. 10 scale buggy. Sam Sovacool won that one. Tyler Cody second. Jeff Killian third. For Mini Truggy, Mike Nesbitt, freshly married, won that one. Chelsea Reigns, beating out her husband, took second, and Keith took third. I'm sure that was a fun one. Pro four, Sam Sovacool taking home three wins in one club day. Ben took second, and Pizza's Done took third. Um, Sportsman, A-Main, Chelsea Reigns won that one. Shelby Tompkins took second. Eric Gonzalez took third. So great job to those guys. And we'll quick hit up 510. We'll talk, to, talk about 510 for a second. So between last week and under a Facebook post, I shit-talked myself into a new class, basically. I've done this from time to time in the past. I'm uh, putting together a street stock car. I've had a B4.2 sitting on my shelf for years, ready just to be made into a street stock car. I got the body mounts from McAllister. Philip Jones is hooking me up with electronics. I actually feel bad because he went to the 510 today just to spectate and to bring me electronics i forgot to show up today and pick up those electronics i had a million other things to do and i just plain forgot so anyways sportsman amy sportsman i believe is one of the more important classes out there trevor johnson won sportsman scott hiltner took second and chase rosin took third um, oh wait, excuse me, is that, nope, that was Sportsman, then the B-Mod A-Main, Jim Blunt won, Randy Redman second, Mike Leiter third, um, A-Mod A-Main, Gary Zdenek won that one, Randy Redman second, Joe Engvall third, Street Stock A-Main, this is a standard Street Stock, um, hold on, it's loading. I apologize, my Wi-Fi signal's weak down here. Corey Rosen took first, Corey DeRozier second, and Eric Rasmussen third. Then, um, Midwest mod Modified A-Main. I'm kind of curious which one of these is the, um, Slash Modified. Anyways, Gary Zdenek won, Jeff Hansen second, and Kinzer Hansen third. Um, we have Outlaw Stock, 
This is what I'm going to be running. Chris Martin won it, Chris Wall second, and Randy Johnson third. And that's all for the A mains, and I believe that's all for the results. So we got results out of the way and a couple little notes out of the way within eight minutes. Not bad. I'd also like to announce a context, contest I'm going to be running. It's going to take a week, maybe two weeks to get it done. And I've been kicking around the idea, as you've heard from previous podcasts, and I've decided on the contest, what is the most interesting RC item that's on your desk? It can be anywhere from the team-associated 1991 VHS tape to a pair of Brian Kinwald blue handle wrenches to whatever, whatever you find interesting. I know there's prototype parts flying around Minnesota. And what you're going to do, so there's no bias, you're going to PM me the picture, and I'm going to put them up anonymously, and I'm going to put them head-to-head on a poll. And you guys are going to vote for the winner. And the winner is going to win a 128 scale Jay Halsey RC10 buggy, that little guy. It came in the mail yesterday from A-Main Hobbies. Just a fun little toy to mess around with. And it'll help get the word out for the podcast. It'll be a good time. Um, so we'll, I'll write down the rules on a Facebook post on Monday or Tuesday. Also... The Loose Nuts crew has finished up the track for round number two for the MNRC that's going to be this coming weekend, Father's Day weekend. Guys, don't come up with excuses to miss this one. The track looks excellent. Also, they expanded the driver's stand. So make sure you make it out for this one. It's going to be an awesome race. And that's about all I got for now. Um, So I'm going to pause this and about, you won't notice a time difference, but I'm going to call up Keenan and I will be back shortly with Keenan White. There we go. Now let's try. Ah, there we go. We're back. I figured it out. Uh, Now I'm here with Keenan White. He's the JQ team manager for America. Is that correct? Uh, I believe it's. I'm. Just, I don't know if I'm a team manager. I think I'm just like a jack of all trades for around the world. Yeah, I think that's my title. Awesome. So yeah, it's. I had a lot of fun being on your podcast. You also have yeah. a podcast, the No Name RC Podcast, and you have a podcast all about RCGP. I have to be honest. I have not listened to that one yet. You should. It's some good interviews on there with like Nick Damon and Matt McCullough, Mao, the guy from Scuderia, the guy from Biet from Scuderia Associated. Yeah, it's pretty good. Little shorter. Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, your last uh, no name was oh, four hours and forty minutes. I know. I was, I was like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> okay, for you podcast listeners out there, here's a little trick for you, and this is what I did because I listened to forty, fifty different podcasts. You listen to them at 1.5 speed, but you have to build up to it. <laughs> I'm going to have to try that myself, to be honest. Yep. But 
it's funny because you're one of the guys that helped me get into this too. When I when uh, I went to Joseph about starting a podcast because I've always wanted to do it since I first started listening to it, which my first ever podcast was Rip Radio Impom Podcast. Yep, with, uh, that was Buddy the first one I ever listened to. Also, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. And then um, I think it was like Matt's podcast, MBM. Yep. Then. Then Tim's, you know, then I was like, oh, I like all these podcasts and podcasts. And I got into like Joe Rogan, Pulp MX, Steve Mathis, which is like a big influence on, on the No Name RC podcast. Right. But when I, I remember saying to Joseph, I was like, man, I want to do a podcast. He's like, all right, let's do it. Talk to that guy, Joe Zaire Jr. He knows all about <laughs> it. And uh, that's how it started. So thank you because you helped me a lot, you know? Oh, yeah. I always say that there can never be enough podcasts. We're not making real money off of it anyways, so... Yeah, I more. think people should use it as a platform to talk. Like I like the individual regions. You talk a lot about your region, right? Um, there's another good one from up the northwest called Track Walk. They talk. They talk a lot about their region up in the northwest. So it, it's good. I like that. You know, because each region has their specific topics. I mean, some people. I like. I kind of try to cover the world because I kind of want to yep. talk about RC in general around the world. But I got you. I think you know. I love it, man. I yeah. try to listen to all of them. We're we're regional, but we also try to cover world stuff. Like last mm -hmm. week, we got into the discussion: Did Spencer Rivkin win the worlds too early? You know, and we went mm. off on that kind of a tangent. He was doing good this weekend at AMS. No, he he's been turning it up all year. He yeah. just had that little bit of. A, it seemed like he got in the spotlight a little too soon. As what we were thinking, and then we, we, we try to discuss RC around the world. Mm -hmm. We've discussed RCGP a ton. Yes, other stuff. There's all there's great stuff around the world. But hey, if you're starting a podcast and you got that this right, and Tim and Matt have this right, and I think I kind of got it right. Sometimes the audio sucks, but I think I got it down pretty good. If you're yeah. doing a podcast, make sure the audio is good. That's yeah. first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Second, there is no determined length of a podcast. Let's say you think you have a lot to say. Sometimes you might only have 15 minutes. Make a 15-minute podcast. Hey, we like. I, I have a short car ride home. I pop on a bunch of 15-minute podcasts, you know, once, twice a day. Right. So... I don't know. We, it's I think it's all great, man. We just needed more. And there, the thing about it, there's even apps out there like Anchor, which makes it easy. Yep. Uh, I, I can't remember who hit me today. I think it was Aiden from Extra Lap. He, yep. He's been also very influential in helping me with this as well. And then uh, my buddy SJ Shantler, he was like, man, we don't have an English, a UK eight scale podcast. I showed him how to use Anchor and whatnot. Cool. And I think he did one. So. Outside. I encourage them all, man, because hey, it's it's the more the, the more content out there, the more somebody's gonna stumble across this and say, What's this this these people are talking about? And hopefully get into it. That's how I look at it as well. Right. You know? so. it, it's kind of funny that you and I started listening to podcasts the same. We both started with Rip and then mm -hmm. we moved to the most famous podcasts out there like JRE and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I love Joe Rogan. I think it's I could listen to him. I, I my favorite Joe Rogan podcast is with Forrest Gallant. If anybody yep. has wants to listen to a really cool podcast, 
Forrest Gallant tr- works for Animal Planet and he goes into like the deepest, darkest regions of like he goes looking for tribes that haven't seen civilization and stuff like that or looking for animals that are supposedly extinct. And it was I can actually I've listened to it twice and I'll probably listen to it a, a third time. Oh, he's got a and, few of those. Like yeah. when he has Dr. Rhonda Patrick on. Oh, yeah. I mean, she man. I'll let you know now. She's boring, but she has so much information that she dumps on every single podcast hit. I I love it. I also love any episode with Eddie Bravo. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's awesome in it. Eddie he, Bravo uh, <laughs> pisses Rogan off so bad, and I love it. I I don't, I really don't think that Eddie Bravo believes in flat Earth. I believe he talks about it to make Joe angry. <laughs> too funny too funny yeah. and like i really like pulp mx and steve mathis i don't know if you're a motocross guy but if you I, listen to that you'll be like okay i see where keenan got his ideas from right for the no name rc podcast he's like the most popular podcast in motocross he does man he does five hour podcasts so. Oof. He, and then he does like three different podcasts a, a week when motocross is on yeah. to do like a preview of a review like a post race pre race during the race then he'll have like guests on like that's his job though like that's his full time job and to be fair like i've been putting out now podcasts every every week pretty much for the last 8 months i've missed a couple of months like if i'm yeah. on the road or christmas and it's turning into a full time job as well well the you way know, you do it and coordinating and whatnot so yeah you you actually edit your podcast i just have guests on we talk i save the podcast and i put up a short description and shoot it out you do it's kind of like i do a bill burr style and you do it like the fighter and the kid style with brennan schaub it's actually edited into segments yeah i haven't i actually joined i actually didn't even know this but brennan schaub is a comedian i knew he was a uh, ufc oh, yeah. fighter and I, I, he was I, badass. I saw his show a year ago yeah it was great and, I, and then i saw his show on showtime i said like, man this is the f-. and then it all clicked and then i i haven't listened to his podcast yet but i have downloaded a few so i'll check it out brian Callen, you you know him as the pool boy for mad tv he was he's also on a bunch of sitcoms he's hilarious him and brendan together are awesome um another mo sorry talking about podcasts but um do you know mike garrison has uh motocross yeah, over the bars yeah i've yeah. listened to a few of them they're pretty good mm-hmm. i listened to about a third of them yeah i listened to a couple of them they had tebow on there once and that was good he, they, he's was, been on there twice yeah. he has been on there twice i gotta listen to the second one and i was like wow tebow was kind of savage yeah yeah. And then I was like, oh, he was, he was the first uh, real big American guy to come on, come on uh, the No Name RC podcast. And he, and even Joseph was like, wow, he opened up pretty good, and it was good. Like he talked and he felt comfortable, and that's that's what it's all about, man. If you're good, if you're a good host, you get these guys to to talk to you and open up. Right, and I understand do. some things they can't talk about, so yeah. I respect that. Like your Mayfield interview was great, but. You see some of these pro drivers, but you also see that Jared's very into religion. So you mm-hmm. think you're going to get prep burger answers out of him. You think you're going to get the same boring crap. 
you, you think you're gonna you think you know what he's gonna say and then he throws in all these curveballs and it, yeah it was yeah. awesome I like Tebow because he actually kind of gets it he's been very active on social media he plays I like that he plays he'll talk it up like him and run fuck will have a little chat up like before yeah. I think it was Reedy him and Joseph go at it a, a lot as well but I mean it's all in fun and I get that and I think these guys need to do this more and stop and 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 right this is what makes our hobby ex well i i yeah it's a hobby but scale motorsports exciting these guys need to stop being so politically correct and so vanilla and and, and just like hey like I, you yeah. want to beat this guy you want to beat him don't be like oh yeah good luck no i want to beat you man right like you, you don't have to be a jerk yeah but smack talk can be fun just have yes. a little tact when you do it yeah uh, i i really hope so i even tell like joseph at the rcgp i'm like man the drama needs to be included like include the drama that's what people love like racing people love racing for what like look at this today i don't know if you follow formula one i but do but i ain't watched today and something happened and i don't know what happened okay can i can i do a spoiler you for can you do i don't spoil. know what happened either. spoiler I it alert i kind of close my eyes yep go ahead spoiler alert. but apparently apparently uh I think something I don't know it was uh, it was it was between Vettel and and obviously and Hamilton and Hamilton had a slam on brakes and Vettel didn't give away or something and then the FIA like penalized Vettel and he was pissed off and he like afterwards he took like I believe he took like where they they put like the where they put the cars in order and they put one two three he took like the one from Hamilton's car and put it in front of his car and <laughs> People love that stuff, and people love Kyle Busch because he gets upset and he does crazy stuff. And it's, and at any even, level, it is difficult to win a race. At any level, yeah. it charges your emotions. It is an emotional thing. Yes, it 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 gets and people, yeah, your adrenaline's pumping, especially like in RC. You can't like, for instance. In sport and jujitsu, let's use because you're a jujitsu guy. Yeah. If you're if you're in a chokehold or or you know if you're good, you you know it's somebody you can probably get out of this because you can also train yourself physically and train yourself even more to learn how to escape that. Or in RC, it's not really physical. It's a, right. it's all mental. Yes, it's physical. Yes, you need hand eye and coordination, but it's a lot more mental. Like you can't run harder. You can't you know you can't train harder you can't go lift weights to become a better rc driver correct or anything like that so it's all a mental thing so i think i think when it comes down to rc driving it mentally drains you so much it does that it i i just i i think it does because it's been times i've done like a 45 minute main when i actually used to race back in the day yeah and when i was done my whole body was just completely done like i was like Whoa. i yeah. just want to sit down so these guys mentally drain themselves, and not to mention the pressure they put on themselves, because obviously their their bonuses are on contingency. You know, some of these guys make more money. Like, let's be realistic. I think maybe ten guys make a good living. I'm, I'm maybe more, maybe fifteen. Uh, being generous, yeah, you're being very generous at ten, I think. And I, when I mean make a living, I would say three. And even being, I would say three to five of them make a really good living. Right. So when Tebow, and I was, would say three of those guys make really good money. Right. Like and when so, when Tebow was at the top of his game, mm -hmm. I heard a rumor. This was 
five years ago, six years ago, when he was with Orion, I heard that because of the way the Orion motors performed and he flamed out so many times while he was in the lead, that mm-hmm. he lost upwards of $60,000 in contingency money. I don't know how I, m- I much of a that. rumor, but... But it seemed to well, be a theme with him when he was running with the Ryan Motors. Uh, he'd be way out in the lead and something would happen to the motor every single weekend. Well, remember uh, the 2017 Nats that he won? Was it? Two, yeah, at State Line. And Mayfield popped the motor and threw his transmitter, and people were getting yeah. upset. I said, man, Mayfield was the favorite. He probably lost 10 grand. Right, yeah. right. You People have to understand that this is those guys. And and I think this is what I, I, I want to say to people, like, when I first meet them. Like, not everybody, like, do you know the amount of people that, like I said, 10 people probably make a living from this. That's being generous. Right. 15 people probably make a salary from this, some, some way. Maybe not enough. Maybe they do other things as well. Maybe a few more on the traveling team, but yes. they're not getting paid. They're getting their flights paid, and they might have to kick in their own food money. Yeah, this industry is so small. Yeah. It's like everybody thinks they're going to be a pro. Just because you can go fast at your local track doesn't mean you're going to be a pro. Right. You know? And I think that's the biggest thing. Everybody thinks they're going to be a pro, and they're not. No. Go out there and enjoy it. That's I, what you're there for. I thought I was going to be a pro until I hit about 23 to 24. Then it, something in my head, because back then I was at the track three four five days a week depending and i was good at my local track and then i'd go to a big race here or there and just eat it it was not good <laughs> so it's like oh i'm good at this one track and nothing else yeah. i'm not going to be a pro <laughs> so speaking of since it's such a small niche market how did you get into racing um well, like normal, I guess. Well, you know, I'm from I'm from Bermuda originally, right? Which is a small island in the. Oh, my dog's barking. You must be see somebody that's out there. All right. Sorry, my my cat's gonna come down here in about five to ten minutes and start meowing like crazy. <laughs> yeah, I have a dog, and then I have these birds that they must sense. I have these my son's birds. They must sense every time I come in there to do a podcast. They just start chirping. I had to go out there I, and shut them up so before I came in here. What kind of birds? Because I have a. Senegal parrot that peeps, but it's uh, since I started doing the podcast downstairs, you can't hear it anymore. Yeah, I have like three cockatoos. Oh, okay. cockatiels, cockatiels. Sorry, the gotcha. small ones. <laughs> so, yeah, how do I, you know, in Bermuda, just remember as a kid that one magazine, I've, I've said it a few times, that RC car action was pink. It had all the cars in the velodrome, they looked like NASCARs. Yeah. I, I read that magazine back to front before I bought it. Finally got my mom to actually buy it for me she did and this was back like 1991 no internet no nothing right so then my buddy had his magazine and he was he had a car and then we formed like a little it was a crew of guys in our school and then i finally got a car like my mom was like all right i'm gonna get you one for christmas and she had to mail order it and it took forever to come and oh i'm she sure. wouldn't let me open it till christmas where did and she order it from like stormer hobby no i think we actually got it from tower hobbies tower so it's pretty close to the same region so it's coming from yeah. the illinois area all the way to bermuda back in the early 90s, 90s. That, that had to have yeah. been like six eight weeks 
Yeah, about that. About two months. Man, it was frustrating. Yeah. So I got it. We had some hobby shops there in Bermuda. One, just like that real old school hobby shop. It had model airplanes hanging from the roof. And you just walk in there and it had all the old Tamaya stuff. And Yep. That was so badass. And then we had another one that had was a little different. It was like an electronic shop, but a hobby shop. He had this... I remember it was like my dream, this Turbo Burns. Maybe it was a few years after I got my car. I was a little older. Okay. The Turbo Burns, and I yep. was like, I want that car so bad. <laughs> you know, like I, w- I had the nitro itch. Got out of it, you know, as we got older. You know, 16, we got motorcycles and Bermuda license, having fun. Yeah. But then I got back into, I got out of high school, got working, and me and my buddies got back into it in electric. Then nitro, my first real nitro was a Mugen MBX4. Wow. I actually bought that from I bought that out of Miami. Save on hobbies. I'll never forget that. That was we used to always spend a lot of money there. Save on hobbies. Right. And we guys didn't know what we was doing. So electric was what it is. We had a little small electric track that we went to. And we just got kind of tired. We got some nitro cars. We had fifth scale on road cars. We had everything, man. We was just young. You make good that money in Bermuda. Awesome. You know, no responsibilities. Yeah. You're making money, traveling. I was traveling, going on cruises and stuff like that. Huh. I, I kind of yeah. miss the no responsibility days. Yeah, I was like 16, 17, 18. Nothing, yep. nothing to do. Just working on my uncle's gas station seven days a week and spending my money on whatever I wanted. And That's partying awesome. at the same time. That's awesome. So we, uh, we made our own track. We just got some cones. The Navy base left in 1995. Okay. So where there was some old apartments, they tore them down. It was like just an open area with a playground set. So we just went down there with some cones and just started driving around cones and it formed a track. And that was 20 plus years ago. And that track's still there to this day. It's the only track in Bermuda. Really? It's still there to this day. They still race. They don't race during the summer because it's too hot, just during the winter. Okay. And I get to, you know, I talk to the guys from Bermuda a lot. Uh, on whatsapp and you know we we just talking a lot of smack and they te- we tease each other and whatnot and then i get to see a few of them a couple of them come to like dnc and then uh, a big group of them come to the pmb race so i got to meet up with them last year this year a lot came to so it's not big 15 people 50 pe- people maybe but that's all you but need Bermuda's to keep it going bermuda's 20 miles long one mile wide sixty thousand people so yeah and right now here in the DR, well, then I got in my accident, and then yep. that was 2005. That was like 2005 was my year when I thought I was going to be a pro. Right. Like that's when I pumped a lot of money into RC, traveling, uh, going to races in America, and then like I spent a whole month racing in America, and then I came home and then had a bike accident and left my arm 75% paralyzed, I'd say, my left arm. Okay. And that's that's when life changed, and I so, sold all my RC stuff, moved to the DR, yeah. and then the bug hit me again about 2007, found a track here that wasn't too far away, got back into it heavy. Then it kind of died here. It died. I got out of it because of money. Then it died completely. Yeah. Then I got back in in 2014 when I was in England over there working. I was going to say, didn't you travel around a lot for work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to... The, it's funny because RC's been so good to me. Yeah. Maybe, and the people that I've met in RC. So I had this good buddy named Guy Levine. He's uh, he's from Quebec, 
but he's American, I guess. I don't know how that works. Yeah. But he was living down here, and he had he had been living here in the DR for the longest while. And it's f- so funny because we never spoke. I always heard, heard him speak Spanish, and I was like, man, this, this guy, is, he doesn't speak English. And then we just started talking one day, and he lived not too far away from him. His kid was racing a lot, and he was they were out the track every weekend. And so I would go out there and hang out with him. And we just sit off and drink beer, and we started talking. And we became really good friends. And he kept saying, man, I do this shotcrete stuff and tunneling and all this stuff. And I was like, man, I don't know nothing about that stuff. Yeah. I am not going under the ground. You are crazy. He's like, but, man, we got this radio-controlled shotcrete machine that you can pre- you can, I'm sure you can use it. You'd be pretty good at it. It's like, I'm not going under the ground. Then he's like, well, this is the type of money you could probably make if you do. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll change my mind. And so it started from there. He took me on a big job in Ecuador. And it was so crazy. Like, I, this was 2010, and we went to Ecuador. It's completely different from here. Were you married at this point? No, my wife was my girlfriend. Ah, okay. So she actually came down because his girlfriend was Dominican too. So he, was, he got, she's like, oh, my girlfriend's bored. Why don't you bring Melissa down? And she ended up coming spending like two, three months there. But Ecuador was so much different from Dominican Republic. Uh, How so? It was, it, you know, I thought all Latin countries were the same, but Ecuador was much, it was more, uh, like the DR is the oldest country in the Western Hemisphere. You know, this is where Columbus settled uh. and, everything so it's the oldest country it's older than america a lot of people don't know that it's an island so it's just wild like you know there's music blast and the traffic's crazy it's it's like the wild west i love it it's it has positive and negatives ecuador is a little bit more laid back it was you know there were volcanoes dude really there was what dude we was there was a live volcano active volcano not far from our where we were staying it, it was so bad it was shooting ash okay and we had to like they were almost going to evacuate the town they had evacuated the town before but so, we, they were like oh no work today so we all went out and we was partying in the town and watching it spew ash and all that stuff but the, the only volcano that i paid attention to that was active was the one in hawaii was it last year it mm-hmm. moved very slow i thought it went and it just decimated everything but i mean if you didn't evacuate during that you deserved everything you got because you had plenty of time (laughs) it was crazy ecuador was a was a different beautiful country uh people were really nice it's so it's so weird because you have like snow and alps then you have the beach side like which is like caribbean like like the island side then you have the amazonian side you have the andes like where we kind of were it's so different man Right. So different, and I really enjoyed. I was there for six months. Made a good, made a lot of money. Made good money. Spent it all, and that, you that's know, what money's for. Yeah, you know, you always think the next big job's gonna come. Didn't come for a couple years. Then I ended up in uh, the UAE in Abu Dhabi. I actually got that job off LinkedIn. Like people think LinkedIn don't work, but I actually got a job off LinkedIn. Nice. And I traveled to. I hopped on a plane to UAE. Not knowing where I was going to, like, there's, I, you know, you hear all these horror stories about, like, 20 people to a room and all that stuff. Well, that is true, because that happens. Yep. But uh, I was I was kind of, like, in my own room and whatnot and had my own bathroom and stuff like that. We was kind of more on the upper class, like, I guess that's where first world people would be. But, like, honestly, like, I saw people that were next, like, one level above slavery. 
That's like, no the, good. The Nepali guys. Yeah, you go down. Like, we lived in a workers' village. We lived in the good part. But as you went back down, you can see where they got 20 guys to a room. And, you know, they just got these guys working for 200 bucks a month. And uh, it's, it's bad, man. Yeah. And But I guess th- they take their passports and stuff. And but it was yeah, an experience. That's the messed up part when they take their passports. I've yeah. I've heard about those stories. Oh yeah, they take their passports. They wouldn't take mine. They can't take. They won't take yours. But you know, talking to the guys, the Filipino guys, the like everybody has their level. It's so crazy. Like, um, and then you have guys that are just done like 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 less than I would one level above slavery, man. That's, that's what I can say. That's so it was good. very. Yeah, it was very eye opening for me. You know. Yeah. Um, then I got to work in England because Bermuda is a British colony, so I actually have a British passport. But I got to go over to England again. I spent some time in England in my earlier years doing some training to be a firefighter, and I enjoyed that. And I still I was into RC heavy then. Okay. So I went around and checked out some tracks and stuff like that. And but this time in 2014, I kind of got back into it. Started racing 10 scale. Met up with some cool guys. They would come pick me up and have my time off. Ten scale is just easy over there because it's it was winter time. They don't really race much nitro. Yeah. Well, and ten I have scale a, they they race everywhere. Yeah, I have a, I have a lot of fun running ten scale with my son because, like you said, it's just easy. I mean, I got him a B five M Championship Edition that had twenty <laughs> minutes of runtime on it for seventy bucks. There you go. That's perfect for a seven year old. Car is yep. easy to drive and. That's what he just puts laps down and he keeps getting slightly better every week. But so, in when did you meet Joseph? Okay, so Joseph actually came down here to the DR. And, well, I actually met Joseph 2005 at Silver State, but he doesn't remember that. Okay. <laughs> and it's so funny because I'm looking at him and I was with Paul Coleman and I was like, and he knew Paul. Paul and him were cool because he was running Hobao. I was like, Paul, that's JQ. That's the guy who has talks all this shit on starting grid and all that stuff. So He's really like, yeah, quick, did him. you beat JQ at the race? Huh? Did you beat JQ at that race? Me? No. Yeah. JQ was good, man. I know. I was. He's still good. Like, yeah. But in that time, Joseph was good. Yeah. Like, when he was running for Hobao, he was, like, good. Really good. Right. So... I was like, that's that guy who talks all that shit. He's so quiet. He's just sitting over there trying breaking in the engine. You know, quiet, quiet. Similar to what I see Joseph doing now. Yep. So 2016, he came down here because we had a bunch of guys that bought JQ. They, they got him to come down here for a race. But I was actually in Doha, Qatar working, so I missed it. Okay. And then he came down again in 2017. So my buddy, uh, Ricardo Velorio, goes, Keenan, I want Joseph to come up into your area so you can see, like, different part of DR, not just the city and, you know, like, all down here. And plus, Joseph wanted to – then Joseph contacted me. He's like, look, I want to look into this foundation called the Dream Dream Project, which is a for-profit uh, organization that puts kids in schools and whatnot here. And, like, they provide – like, they have a school and they, they just – they just do a lot of good things in the community, like teaching kids English. Okay. They have, a, you know, but it's for profit, and, and that's cool. And he wanted to check that out. So I ended up going. We had a big race done in the DR, at the DR. Well, big for us. And, you know, Joseph was the main guest. I ran like five classes. I'll never do that again. <laughs> and, you know, I went down early to hang out with him because he got there. And I, I went down early, stayed at my buddy's house. And Joseph and I just kind of hung out. 
we drove around for a day or two, getting lost, drinking beer, talking. And he goes, actually, before he had come down, he goes, well, what do you do for a living? I was like, man, I don't, I, I get rent, but right now I don't have a job. Right. I said, well, I, I said, why do you have a job for me? And he goes, yeah, I just might. And I was like, I'm, I, and I was like, yeah, whatever. And he goes, no, I'm serious. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about it when he came. Like, we hit it off. Like, he came up here, hung out with me. Um, he only had a few days here. And then he says, yeah, I got a job for you, but I can't pay you. <laughs> I was like, that's not really a job, man. That's a step but, hey, above slavery. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, man, that's not what I expected to hear. Yeah. And the funny thing is I actually had a job in Bermuda lined up because i didn't want to really go back to bermuda but it was coming to that point like i wasn't getting a worker and you know right. family and whatnot and i was gonna have to leave my family here and go back home and i didn't really want to go back to bermuda i love it here in the dr yeah love my family being around them but a good job in the hospital calling me and i was like man am i gonna do this or am i gonna follow my dream like am i gonna take an opportunity here to that i've all i've always wanted to be in the industry as a pro driver like no you know that right. normal dream but i knew that i would never do that but i would like to work in the industry somehow so i said you know what i'm just gonna try it like you know it's gonna be hard but i'm gonna try it and he goes the goal was like i was gonna start in latin america because i can speak bad spanglish yeah. but good enough spanish but you know my spanish guys they tease me are you, you like Joey Coco Spanish. Diaz? I Dominicans speak very bad, spa very different Spanish. They're very slangy. It's like I like to say Dominicans street Spanish is like Jamaican English. <laughs> okay, okay, it I is. Gotcha. So it's very fast. It's very cut. It's lots of different words. I can I really understand Spanish a lot. Like, and it's helped me out on all my jobs that I've been to. Like shock greeting. Yep. Even in England, when I got there, I was there was an all Spanish crew, and they didn't have nobody to to speak English. So I got you know got put in the crew of them. So and my wife and son, they don't speak English either. Oh. So I um just got him. I was like, man, he goes, this is Joseph Edward. Get me a list of potential customers and dealers and individual countries on excel and then send it to me i was like well that's not what i expected either right you know so i don't know i was like well this isn't gonna work this is gonna work i said you know what i just went on facebook boom boom i know there's racing i contacted one guy i knew that raced in chile he says i don't race no more but you can check this person and then it just went like that and i actually met this guy adrian de lucas from uruguay nice guy actually done well today in, in uruguay i think he came yesterday he came second and he kind of put me on everybody. Say, yeah, check these guys in Bolivia. Check this person here and check this person there. And that's how it opened up. And I just started talking to these guys. And we created like a team in Bolivia, then a team in Colombia. Then a, we, we had a team. We had a couple of guys in Chile. You know, we, we have one. Like it's Argentina's and Brazil are the hardest markets to break in there because of customs yep. and whatnot like that. But we have a nice little team going on. We have a nice... We have a nice little representation. We did it big. We went on that. That's and then Joseph goes, "All right, let's go on the South America tour." Oh, sorry, I skipped. I was getting commission. Oh, I got commission. Sorry. So you he got said I'll something. give you commission. And I was like, "Well, what about my car? I need a car." He's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, you can pay for it out of your commission." Really? I was like what? Really? Uh, and I was Full like, "Retail." That, and that's and that's what I said. No, I got a I got a discount. <laughs> I got a discount. And that's when I was even. I was like, "Man." 
that cheap bastard. Like, you know what I mean? But I'm glad he did that. I'm glad he did that because I earned it. Right. And I tell that story to everybody who tells me I should give them a free card. No. Yeah, that's a little. Man, I'll, I'll tell you what. Cheap bastards like that are the ones they're they're the reason their companies stay afloat during hard times mm -hmm. because they yep. still have capital left over when the times were good yeah so, but not only that i think it was good of me to do that like it was good yeah. of me because then i earned it like it, i feel like i earned it like i bought this out of my commission right and then he was just like all right well, you bought your first car you're good like you know i still have that car is still that the one it. you did the jump with yeah, that's the one that we kind of flopped with the jump. We didn't. We had failed to ignite. I think if that car would have ignited, we would have landed like somewhere out of state. <laughs> that's how big the rocket was. But nice. it's still it's in America. It's, I'm gonna retire it. I have a new car coming. I guess we need to get a tractor in her. So yeah, we went on the South America tour. We had fun. I actually so proud. I'm so proud of that. Joseph says I can't. I can't plan anything. He can't plan anything. Yeah. But I planned that whole trip. Bus rides, plane rides, hotels, everything, and nothing went wrong. Nothing went wrong. That's we did three awesome. weeks in South America, except we almost got caught smuggling fuel into Chile. Into Chile. Ooh. Because, no, we was going to Peru. Okay. No, we, we was going to Peru, and they didn't have fuel because it was all electric. There was meeting a guy named Sergio. Yep. The, and now they're racing nitro there, so okay. we did something good. And they didn't have no fuel, so we got like some power aid bottles. Yep, yeah. <laughs> and we filled them up with fuel, and they look like power aid. So yeah. we have to go through customs and all that. We just left it on the bus. And I was like, man, if they find that, we're going to be so screwed. Oh, yeah. And then when we got off the bus in Chile, like to get off the stop, Joseph's like, we only have one bottle. So get back on that bus and go <laughs> get that bottle because it must have rolled on to the back of the bus. And somebody's going to pick that up and drink it. How many bottles of power aid did he fill up? Two. That's all we needed. Were they like big gallon jugs or were no, they like... just just the small bottle ones. Okay. But he had to go back on the bus and find it. I said, man, if somebody drinks that, we're gonna be in so much trouble. Oh, for sure. So we, that was fun. We got it done though. We had to go through like so many customs checks. We just put them in like our bags. Like there's just like yeah, that's just Powerade. Yeah. But, customs you know, sucks for RC stuff. Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, all I'm thinking about is locked up abroad. Like you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was what are you in for? For I was trying to bring two bottles of RC fuel. You yeah, know? you're in the cell with some guy that accidentally <laughs> killed a roommate in Italy. <laughs> yeah, so crazy. Yeah. So the South America tour was really nice. It was it was it was successful. I mean, it didn't really result in a lot of sales, but that's how things are. Um, we have a good solid group of people throughout Latin America, Mexico, Costa Rica. Yep. You know, and they're nice guys. I was talking to them today because we have one big WhatsApp group. And they're all all racing today. Cool. And I think that's I think that's one of my one of our biggest thing. I mean, even if I'm not at a race, I'm there. Right. I'm right. always talking to guys. Well, that's always a positive. You know, I'm kind of curious about this. So in Minnesota, it seems like a scale sales stop from May to October. Is that kind of the same trend with... Yes. Yep. Because everybody has their car for the year. Yeah, and then, like, October, winter comes, people will stop. You may get one or two sales throughout the that time period. Yeah. Like, new sales. 
know right, what I mean? Right. But yeah, people will come in October. They're like, oh, they're either gonna leave you, or new people's gonna join, or they need a fresh car for. Yeah. I mean, if I were to do the techno series still in Omaha, I love Omaha, but that techno series, it just costs me too much money to go for a full. I need two cars. I need mm-hmm. a fresh car for the techno series, and then I need a fresh car for the Minnesota Nitro series. Right, and they're complete. The, like the the Hobbyplex track is it's a good. It's a great facility. Yep. I've I've learned a lot about it because uh, we have a few guys like Ashton goes there a lot. Great kid. Um, fast. He's really fast. Yeah. He's going to the Nats this year. It's going to be his first time going to the Nats. Right. right so I've been right. paying attention to it, and. Yeah, it's just... It's literally, if you were to win... I mean, the guy who owns it, he he's not a lottery winner by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you hear that drain in the background. The wife no is probably in the shower. Anyways, uh, so the, the track is... If you were to win the lottery and build your dream track, that's what the Hobbyplex is. Yeah. They had a... Um Badass oval race there two weeks ago too. I know for J Concepts oval race. So it, I I did I talked about it a little bit in the intro, but um, their new J Con street stock body that Camaro mm-hmm. kind of got me pumped to do a little bit of street stock race, and so I shit talked my way into a new class. Oh yeah, yeah. I started that's smack- oval, right? Yep, street I, stock is oval. Yeah, I'm yeah. not too familiar with all the terms. If I did any oval, it's gonna be sprint car. Oh, for sure. It's, I, I'm dipping my toe in right now. We'll see how it goes. Brent's a big oval fanatic. Brent Densford from Beach RC. Right, oh, right. He loves that stuff. Yeah. it's. I've liked oval, but not as much as other things. Mm-hmm. So, so that's another thing. So you guys hooked up with Beach RC, and that's who a lot of the sponsored and regular JQ drivers go through. That's where everybody goes through in America. Is it? So is A-Main yeah. done? No, A-Main still sells cars, but they never they never handled... They had handled sponsored guys before. Yep. But they they stopped a long time ago when they dropped the JQ line. I don't know what happened. That was before my turn time. Yeah. And then we kind of... Uh, Joseph, we had a, a guy... Our USA shop was a good friend of Joseph's in SoCal doing it out of his garage. So it was really, and as we grew, it was really hard to keep up with demand. Yeah. When like kind of when I kind of got into America, it was so funny because JQ was n- pretty much n- like non-existent in America. Well, it he, had its time, like when Elias was with Joseph, he did good, and he well, was, was JQ was doing well. Then Elias kind of left Joseph. He tried a JQ. few things. He tried. Um, Mike Garrison was a team yes. manager for a little bit, and they. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm guessing they ain't get along because all of a sudden Mike Garrison wasn't the team manager and you heard nothing else. Well, JQ is very difficult. Look, like, would you get along? Like, if somebody just said to you, "Get make me a list and show me this," Joseph's very difficult to get along with. Like, he's difficult to get along with, but he's <sighs> he's like, "This is your job. I expect you to do it." He doesn't right. encourage. Like, I we we fight like like seriously. Like, I'm like I'm almost want to slap him sometimes. Like. I was like, if you was here right now, I'll slap you. We fight, but we're also <laughs> friends. And I've learned, yeah. I've learned how to take him, right? And and he's learned how to manipulate me in certain ways. You know what I mean? So, 
and I get why other people have haven't made it because they probably thought, oh yeah, I just give me like a lot of people just I'm not I don't know what happened with Mike Garrison. He seems like a great guy. I've never I've met him once. Oh, I don't yeah. know what happened, but I can see what happened. You know what I mean? Joseph is like, oh yeah, I expect you to do this, this, and that. He, he's not going to encourage you to do. He says that's your job. That's what I expect. And I think that's just the finished way of way that like, they don't really give encouragement too much. <clears throat> and yeah. I have a friend from that area. Mm-hmm. He was a Finnish national champion for on-road racing. Yari. Oh yeah. And he's very. He, I hear Joseph talk, and mm-hmm. I hear a lot of my friend Yari. I do believe it is just a culture. Yeah. Except and Yari's not think, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Joseph is very polarized. He's just like yeah. He. I tell Joseph all the time. I said the thing is in person he's really good. Oh, I know. In person, and on Facebook and texting, it's the hardest thing. Like if I'm t- texting him. I'll be like, all right, I'm tired of this, and I was, I'm calling you. And we'd have to discuss things like that. But I can understand why it's why people find it difficult to work with Joseph. Um, and a lot of people think that, you know, like, oh, I need this, and I need that, and I need that. Man, I started with Facebook and a vision. Right. That's all. Some dude, some fat guy in Dominican Republic with nothing else to do. I just had a dream. Like, I know I wanted this. Like, this is what I want. And I kind of started creeping my way into America. And he was like, well, you might as well just tackle America while you're at it because people are coming to you anyway. Yeah. And so I just like, boom, boom, boom. Like, let's do that. Let's do that. And then eventually I got involved in America. And, yeah, it's it's been like this ever since then. Beach RC came along. I mean, that, that was, that's been the blessing in disguise, right? really. That wall of kits is so impressive. Yeah, now we need to sell them. Well, we're selling them, but we need to get rid of them all. Right. Well, we got our new e-buggy coming out soon. Hopefully, hopefully the pre-production kits ship this week. Is I'm that the? Is that going to be a black edition e-buggy? Yeah, it's black edition with like the nitro type chassis. It's longer. Okay. It's only three millimeters. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. We've had uh, we've had some good success with it. Even Joseph said when he first drove it. At DNC, I'll never forget it. He said, this is the best e-buggy I've ever driven. Nice. So That is awesome. So let's say people want to get a JQ sponsorship. Um, what can they expect? Cause I, know, I know, so for the team associated, there's tiers of sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Um, JQ, is it a 20, 30% deal? We have tiers as well. Okay. We don't we don't really do like MSRP. Right. What a lot of people do. Well, yeah. So a lot we of have it broken on into like colors. Gotcha. Col- like silver, gold, platinum, diamond, unicorn. Yeah. And we don't ha- we cannot compete with these bigger companies and right. their discounts. It's just as simple as it's just simple as that. Some of these prices I heard guys are paying. I'm like, man, how is this company making money? Okay. Yeah. You know. So I I think we offer pretty good discounts, but I mean if I heard some people paying like two hundred and fifty dollars a kit, I'm like how? Yeah. Like I don't understand how they're doing that, but you know I think, and I say this all the time, man. I kind of use giving everybody a sponsorship, just you know when I first started this, and you know 
giving anybody the biggest best deal because they told me they were good and all this type of stuff and they and usually not. left in six months yeah and whatnot like that so i've been a lot more selective this year and i kind of That's awesome yes we ha- we have people that come in and they're not gonna last you know i know that yep well here's the thing i tell people if you don't get involved in our team and get involved in the whole team thing and be on our facebook page and and whatnot and and get a group of guys running the car up there. It's not going to work out for you. If you think you're just going to come here. And a lot of people think they're going to come to JQ because it's a small company. And they're going to be a superstar. No, you got to earn that stuff, man. Right. Like, I, I don't care. You want to be a superstar? Cool. That's yeah. good. Do superstar things. like. And I kind of put it this way. I'm very active with everybody. Like Anybody can message me anytime. They can message Max. They can max message Joseph. We have a great Facebook group that Correct. we have on. I talk to people from around the world daily, yep. but mostly it's America. Yep. Uh, my phone goes 24-7. My, it pisses my wife off to high heaven. I'm actually oh. putting rules because I'm trying to be like, all right, I need to have some time with my family now. But it's still hard because my phone, from the time I wake up to the time I go sleep, my phone is going. Well, you're it's, quick not to that respond I have usually. <laughs> you know. Are you, oh, sorry. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, sorry. You cut out for a second. Uh, okay, sorry. No, that's all right. I was going to say, yeah, when I PM you, you you're right back. At, it's kind of shocking. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I take my time if I'm busy or, you know, sometimes I'm trying to be with my family or right. whatnot. But I try to give everybody to just do. Like this weekend, man, we had... RCGP going on AMS. I had a few guys at AMS. I'm busy texting them because, man, I'm not there physically, but I'm there. Yeah. And I, I want to, I'm watching. You RCGP. Know, I should be on the beach with my family, but I'm watching racing. Wow, this week I've been sick, so I didn't do anything. So, yeah. But usually that's how my weekends go. RCGP and was huge. I think that's important. It yeah. was. We got to talk about that. Yeah. But uh, I, I think was... that's what's important. Go ahead. I think, sorry, I just want to finish. I think that's what's important. I'm over just giving people disc- big discounts because they feel they need it. Right. You gotta. I feel that you gotta believe in what we're doing, and understand that you can't get that big discount. Yeah. If you like what we're doing and see what we're doing, then you should be a part of what we're doing. Then, you know, then I, I have a few guys. They they are like, I'm gonna try my buddy's car first, and I'm cool with that because I want you to try it out. Or I've had people that may hey. I, I'm going to buy a car retail and try it out first. Then I'll think about it. Like, that's great. That's yeah. cool with me too. But then I have guys, ah, I need the biggest discount. Why? Oh, I, so I can go to that next level. I said, well, if you're going to go to that next level, the biggest discount isn't going to help you go to that level. Right, right. So, and they feel that they deserve that because we're a smaller team or whatnot. I'm like, hey, man, smaller team, just more cl- close-knit, more of a family. When somebody does good at JQ Racing, no matter where in the world, everybody's happy. And well, that's what we have going on. And I honestly believe in that whole thing. Be a part of a team, not just a number. Because when we go to races and I'm there and we have all the tents, I try to fit everybody in that, everybody in our pit spot. That's awesome. Yeah, you guys, how many tents do you bring to a big event? We have four in, our, in the van when we go. Yep. <clears throat> but like at PNB, we had like a lot of guys had tents that have bought them. So they bought them. We had eight that's awesome like dave gave us the whole back line and we was full we was full and people couldn't even fit in every everyone that's all like in the space that we had so it was great yeah it's you know i really like what you guys are doing and i've really considered 
putting in my application. But man, I really like running classes like independent stock buggy at the mm -hmm. hobby plex and i like being like the first round of the nitro series i was the highest finishing independent racer that type of thing you are the abnormal person in rc now you're the non-sponsored guy i know it's so crazy isn't that well and it's nothing wrong with being sponsored no there's not and it's nothing wrong with not being sponsored right it's just a choice it's just i'm old school like you so I watched, and I've said this on the podcast several times, I watched Paul Goulet, a local fast guy, get his sponsorship through Team Associated. I watched Chad Lindahl, another local fast guy, get his Team Losey deal. And that was such a huge deal back in those mm -hmm. days. And then all of a sudden, I want to say it was 2007, 2008, when local guys that I personally was crushing was coming in with team associated deals. Like mm -hmm. this doesn't feel exactly right. But so in 2010, I played the game a little bit. So I got sponsored by Schumacher because they didn't have too many American drivers. They still don't, but they're, they're coming on. Ah. Uh, I always wanted a Schumacher when I was a kid. Like, those lay-down shocks are pretty I remember cool. that. Yeah. You needed different rims that were really cool looking, all that stuff. And when I picked up these vehicles and I set them up, the buggy wasn't for dirt. It was the original Cougar mm -hmm. SV that came out in 2010. And Astro wasn't big around here yet. But their four-wheel drive buggy, it, it was it was hard because it's like their four-wheel drive buggy was the best buggy I've ever driven up to that point. And their two-wheel drive buggy was the worst buggy on dirt I've ever driven up to that point. So how am I good conscious could I tell people to go out and buy that brand new two-wheel drive buggy that they wanted me to pimp out? I, yeah. I, I couldn't do it. So I, I just kept telling people, ah, just get the four-wheeler. Just just get the wheeler, you know. Yeah. But that that's the thing, though. And I also put an unnecessary amount of pressure on myself. Like last year, I did have Flashpoint as a sponsor just to get the fuel deal. Mm -hmm. And I had um, Boom RC, Mike Garrison's company. And then I ain't oh, Okay, I didn't realize that was his company. Yeah. That's decals and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And okay, he, I didn't realize that. We kind of uh, blew him up a little bit. He couldn't keep up. He's like, guys, I quit. <laughs> he just started up again with it. And then that's what I saw. Okay. Yeah, and then um, I didn't resign with Flashpoint because I'm not going to say who, but I can get the deal, same deal with fuel. I'll just have him order me a case. When you order 10 cases, mm -hmm. you get free shipping, so you get a really good deal. So we all right, kind of pi pile on. And so I'm like... That makes sense. I don't need any sponsorship. I don't need to wear a t-shirt. I let people know exactly what I'm running. Alex Sturgeon, the race director over at Hobbyplex, he dropped... He didn't drop. Him and TLR parted ways. He's got a different mm -hmm. brand of vehicle for everything he races. Well, that's that's expensive, but it's good. It is, but parts like, really don't 
I mean, your standard mm-hmm. hardware um, goes from vehicle to vehicle, but from like a truck to a buggy to this to that, not too much crosses over these days. Right. So, anyways, yeah. so, yeah, RCGP rounds three and four happened this weekend. I'll oh, tell it was y- awesome, wasn't it? I'll tell you what, I love... I like the qualifying, but I like Saturday's mains better. I think so, too. The shorter ones. Yeah. I actually think there should be 20 minutes, so you can get two fuel stops in. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it was, okay. I've got, you know, I've, obviously, everybody knows I'm heavily involved in it. I've been, in, I've been involved in it. Not officially, but I've been involved in it since concept, you know, when Joseph was making me read the plans as we was driving was on a bus ride well it's a fantastic idea back in 2017 so and the whole concept he you know he didn't want anybody to really know he was behind it and i was like well you know it's better to be honest now than somebody find out later so we kind of went that way he kind of went that way and it's been a hard road, you know, and that's a lot of it's been brought on by Joseph. We all know that because he's very opinionated and he speaks his mind. Right. But I think this is good. And I don't, you know, we kind of talked about it. People are just going to be negative to be negative. And that's the people that don't really want anything to change in RC. I'm fully convinced that. They don't. You know, so if, if, if somebody else done this, I'd still be behind them 100% because this is something I think is needed in RC. You know, and hurry. This is the beautiful thing about this. Here's what I liked about RCGB this weekend. Little unsung story of RCGB. Okay. David Ronafalk had a shitty, shitty, shitty Saturday. Yeah, he did. Shit. He so came, did Cole. He Ogden. was shite. Yeah. Yep. Proper. Like everyone's like, "What is going on?" Blah blah blah. Then he comes back and he finishes second today. He was catching at the end. Yeah. So that's the beautiful part of RCD. And you know what this you know what the better thing is? What? They get to do it in like a month and a half. Again. I know. I love it. I you know, I like I like Angaro, but I want to see somebody beat him. And I want to see somebody mm-hmm. like Juan Carlo Canas beat him. Oh, he Oh man. Did you see Did you see but did you see Joseph was in third? Yep. He was in third, like that whole. He was in second and then third that whole race, and then Canas just nailed it from behind. <laughs> and he and Joseph's like, I had to leave the driver's stand. I was so angry. Hey. I was like, you need to catch all that on the camera. Like, yeah. and it was, but he had him and Canas had issues in the first race. The fairing track is definitely different. The brick uh, to the the driver stands bridge and it's a different track. Period. Right. I really like the bridge. I think more we need more yeah. arch bridges in, in RC, but the driver stands down in the corner. The track is more deep. It's uh, the straightaway goes completely around the track. Like uh I, I think it was great. It was way harder than people thought it was gonna be. And yep. that's because that was a typical European track right there. Right, right. And when I think European track, that's what it is. The the brothers that run it, they were happy. They put in like you know, they put in a lot of work. I believe um, it's going to be on the schedule next year. It might be even the opening round from what I'm hearing. So everybody came out happy. Yes, people, I know people will say, oh, but it only had 30-something, 38 RC2 entries. Yeah. People don't understand. This isn't about 700 entries. It's not. This isn't about 700 entries. It's about 
RCGP creating a viable product to so present a- to the world. And when people can grasp that concept, then they would understand. So if when I, I know people's gonna be like, well, they had only so many entries. It doesn't matter. Was, the racing was still good. Like, uh, it's so frustrating. Like, I honestly, you can't. Sometimes people just don't want to hear it. They don't want to see it. They don't want to hear it. They just have it like a horse with blinders on. The racing was great. Yeah. The racing was great. It Every was qualifier awesome. was great. The main, okay, the long main was a long, but Runafout kind of started catching him at the end. Yeah, he was. You know? I, I have a question for you regarding the RC2 class. Mm-hmm. What is the maximum entries? I'm sure I could find it in the rule book and read it. 120. Okay. 120. But the thing is, and I watched some of the RC2, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm going to sound like this. I watch Supercross, and I flip channels through a lot of the 250 races. Got I w- you. I, I want to see the 450. And, but I watch some of the RC2, but I really watch the RCGP class. Right. Because that's the 450 class. Right, right. And it's it's all fun. It is. But, man, mm-hmm. the, the way you guys are doing it, too, it's it's awesome. Uh, heads uh, up qualifying, you do inversion. You did an F1-style grid this time around. Which I thought was great, which I was shocked to see. Yes. I guess that track allows for it to happen, too. Yep. So... But we'll see. Well, so back when you started, way back, because back in the, I want to say up until the late 90s, that's the way, I know 10 scale electric's different, but that's the way we started 10 scale electric races. Mm-hmm. Is side no, by side. They don't do it that way no more, do they? No. We're trying, no, we're, we're actually local tracks, we're trying to go back, we're trying to do heads up qualifying and stuff like that, and yeah, people. You people have to understand, man. Go. Ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just people think they're professionals in Minnesota when they're not. Have fun with it. People. Yeah. People think their their lives will be ruined on a club race. <laughs> man, I, you know. Look, let's put it this way. Every time. The RCGP guys hit the track. They were racing. Yep. So you have Ifmar qualifying, which ha- like which is the most boring thing to watch. Like to a spectator, they don't know what it's boring to me to watch. Like I get it, and I find it boring. But here you have guys racing every time they hit the track. Five, eight, nine lap sprints. Yep. But this race was nine laps because the track was big. So that ma- like they they're not just gonna like like. Oh man! And if you can't get into that, then you just don't like racing. I'm so, you just think I'm just come to the conclusion that there's just an old guard in RC that doesn't want anything to change, and they're gonna say anything negative about anything new that comes around. Right. You know. So it doesn't matter who's doing it. They're just gonna be like, ah, we need to go back to the old days. Well, you know what? The old days are gone. Like, no offense. The yeah. old days are old days because they're old. The reason right. RC isn't progressing is because we're still trying to do things the old way, and it's. 2019. Yep. We have a younger crop of people coming up. Social media is so much. People's like, oh, back in the day, it wasn't all this drama. Yes, there was. Oh, yeah. We had fist always fights. drama. You just didn't see it because it wasn't on social media. Yeah. Back in the day, it was much more drama. 
Yeah, we yeah, had... it's drama now, but I mean like fist fights and stuff back in the day. Yeah, back so... in the day, uh, one of the there was uh, sorry, this is another little tangent. Uh, there's some good track drama back in the mid '90s. We had a buddy that had a Volkswagen Golf. They got like mm-hmm. seven, eight guys to pick up the Golf, and just they were moving it, or they turned it 180 degrees. Well, they thought it'd be a okay. good idea to drop it. Windows shattered. No way. And oh, that, no. that created a shitstorm at the track for weeks of drama. I could imagine. <laughs> but, I mean, it was a joke going bad. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. And here we, here we are, we're 2019, and we're still doing things the same way. I know this is my... My horse, and people are probably tired of me beating this dead horse, but I'm not going to stop beating it because you it needs because to change. I don't I don't think people people aren't offering a viable solution. No. They. So. I'll tell you what. I enjoy the mains on Saturday, the two shorter ones, and I enjoy the heads up qualifying. I do uh, as a race fan. I enjoy watching the inverted quali- qualifiers, but as a racer, I hate inverted qualifiers. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it sucks. Like, you win, and then you got to start in the back. Yep, yep. It makes it exciting. It does. And, as a racer, you know, it gets RC2, my heart pounded. I think the RC2 class suffered this race is because this race was actually supposed to be in Spain. Okay. And it had to be canceled. It couldn't be there anymore. So it was in Austria. So I think things kind of messed that up. But the next race is in, in Italy, in Asti. And I'm sure it's going to have a good bit of people. Oh, I'm there sure. Because that's another beautiful track in Italy. And uh, I think uh, Barufalo done really well. Barufalo is a really talented driver. And he doesn't get enough credit. He's known as a hack in America. I was going to say. He does do some stupid things. Don't get me wrong. But he's super fast, dude. He okay. He... Took it to Angaro this weekend as well. Nice. So, so I, I just think these Euro guys, man, they're just, these young Euro guys are just, they're fast, I, man. I think just young guys in general are doing things mm-hmm. we've never seen before. Yeah. But yeah, Euro and guys. Not, not to take away. Yeah, I, I think because they race on tracks like that. And then they get on tracks that have bigger jumps. So they're not got this super high traction manicured tracks and when when people say to me, "Oh, this track's rough," I'm like, "The track's not rough." Yeah, you know, Silver State was rough. Silver State but I've was seen brutal. Worse. I've seen worse. I've seen worse too, and uh, we used to race at this place in Eveleth, Minnesota, to where it was on like an old landfill site type of thing. Oh, wow! And like there'll be a tire coming up on one side of the track, and then. <laughs> cement chunks on the other side of the track i can i i can i can imagine that we had something similar we used to get like some landfill we got somebody got a good idea to get a whole bunch of dirt from the dump one time and get it dumped (laughs) on our track and it was a mess yep back home but yeah yeah, do people really want change no people some people do and the thing is i think we see we see a lot of the negativity towards rcgp and we all know why that's there it's because of joseph but people need to get all over that. Like, like it doesn't matter who's doing it. And I think people are just 
these people don't want change. They don't want their their little bubble to be burst. They don't they don't want their little seventy five percent to disappear. Or, right, right. You know, but we need to grow this hobby in some way. And um, I honestly believe the demographic we have to hit is full scale racing, motocross, and whatnot like that. So I'm hoping that RCGP next year actually does a race alongside a motocross, an actual big motocross event. That because I think be awesome. people just don't know what we're doing because we hide this stuff, man. And yeah, no, we're for like sure. little nerds. Like you're not taking my RC car away from me. Yeah, I'm I mean, somebody here. You can't take that away from me. I don't want nobody else coming. That's how I feel. We act. It it, it, it is. You're you're not wrong. It's. I want to say this. So, if Joseph wasn't involved in the RCGP. People would be like, oh, that's a cool concept. And they would have been done talking about it before round one. People if are Joseph still, wasn't involved in it, it wouldn't even have made it this far. Yeah, people are still talking about it. Mm. Some people don't think it'll work. And yeah, I, I'm tired of hearing that myself. How about instead of looking at all the points that it might fail, how about try finding points to where it will succeed mm -hmm. and if you're a company owner hey support it because guess what yeah. you have world-class drivers over there i mean that video feed is awesome i showed my, my wife and i were laying in bed this morning i'm like check this out she's like that's like a real race she's like it's like formula one <laughs> and the announcing's yeah. good and ev everything's clear she was shocked at how good it was. Yeah. That RC Racing TV guys do a great job, even when they cover all the Euro events, man. Right, right. But I just think we need to be open-minded, man. And that's one of the reasons I started my podcast is try to open minds yeah. about RC around the world, you know. And more people know about that. Very, and that tracks how big race, how the large-scale Euros last year. And whatnot, and and even the Filipino track. It's had the Filipino master tracks a few t races of of, of lo a lot of years. Yep. But I think more people around the world, and more people in America. I'll be honest with you, you know more about the Philippine track and know more about this track in Austria than they did months ago. Yep. Oh, no. for sure. So people can talk like it's either like this, man. I'm just kind of if you're gonna be negative, like I'm. I'm kind of like I'm been on a big Gary V tip lately. The negativity makes me work harder. It makes it fuels me, so. But at the same time, I'm just people being negative to be negative, and that's full of. Let's like just where our industry is full of that. I have my negative, I have my negative times too. I like to, I, do I like too, to post, I like to post things to make people think, right? But I, yep. I try not to bash. I see stupid stuff. I'll say, okay, that's that that's stupid. Oh, I don't say it's stupid. I try to say it like I think you should rethink that. Like you know. But people just trying to be negative. But go look. Like we had two. Look, I'll be honest. We had two great races this weekend. We had RCGP. We had AMS. I went to AMS last year. It was a great event. I had fun. People were complaining about the track at AMS. I was like, you know what? That track. If you, I went to the race last year. Yep. The track was had big stupid jumps. Only okay, like you would have fifteen cars and only six would finish. That's I enjoyed the track. But for racing with that many people, because it's a small track, with that many jumps was just crazy. That race today with that track this weekend, they went really, excuse me, they went really tame, and I know why. And I think it made for great racing. We had great racing. Ryan Lutz won. 
uh, which I think is going to on good form to win the nationals because Thornhill's like a bigger version of that track. Right, right. Similar. But that new Agama's great... looking good. Yeah, it is. And well, Lutz isn't no slouch, and he's putting in work. He That's finally what has have a, to understand. He also finally has a car that he can drive the way he he couldn't drive his style with the techno. You know what was surprising this weekend too? What? Joe Bornhorst and Jared. I know we're going off the RCGP, but no, that's all right. Talk about Joe Bornhorst and, and Jared Tebow in the B main. Yep, I saw that. But then Tebow mm-hmm. bumped up. And Both he, of them bumped, but yeah, finished third overall. Yeah, and with a broken hand. So that's true. You know, mm, do you think there was? You know, no, I'm not going to get into. Never People mind. saying, thinking that he. What about his broken hand or about no. being in the B-Main? No, neither. I was going to uh, go down a different Tark road, but we're not going down that road. <laughs> okay. But here we had two great races this weekend. Two great races. One yep. had 400 entries, which was low for Dave. Yeah. Because you, And Dave puts on good shows. I like what Dave does. I like that they had... I actually think that the less entries benefited them. Not for him, money-wise, but for the racers. Because everybody got longer mains, you know... Uh, it was much more comfortable people out of there in a, in a timely fashion. And then you had RCGP. Now, my guess is I like them both, but two different complete missions. Yeah. AMS is there to make money and to, to and put on a race and make money. Yes, they had some of the top American pros. RCGP, they're not making money. RCGP is a spectator sport, though. Right, they're trying to, they're thinking long, and people's like, it's not helping the hobby. It's been one, two events now. Two events. Yeah. Com- and people's like, oh, look at this. This video gets much more views than this and that. I'm like, yeah, but look how many people follow that Facebook page. Or look at that. People are just so silly, man. Right. Like, oh, this is a long-term, inve- long-term plan. It takes time. Let the, f- like, just let the series go through. We'll crown a champion. And then we do it all over again next year. I really hope more manufacturers come on next year. I think they're looking. Yeah. I, I honestly think they're looking. A lot of them, I get it. Sit back and wait. Okay. You know? I can understand that. I know a few of them, ah, we don't like Joseph. We're not going to enter. But eventually, the people is going to start asking. Like, people ask, well, why isn't Kyosha there? Why isn't this team there? Why isn't that? I kind of, you know, I don't, I, I like the two-person independent team myself. I like mm-hmm. the Beach RC as a team. I like that, uh, What's uh, Angaro? Scuderia, Scuderia, Scampi Rossi. Yeah, I love that. It's not team associated, even though he's driving an associated vehicle. Mm -hmm. I mean, but the guys are associated. Like the people that started, they're associated uh, dealer and whatnot in Switzerland. So kind of just, yeah, I think that's where they're from. So you know, kind of went along. BTRC. Barufalo driving X-ray, Badier driving Mugen. Yeah. Uh, another thing, people's like, why can't these drivers have their individual? This is another pet peeve of mine. Why can't they have? Why aren't they putting their chassis sponsors and engine sponsors and all that stuff on, on their? Well, they're, they're like Badier and them guys. They're not running the Mugen decals or right. the, uh, you know, the X-ray decals. And I'm like, hey man, we're in life. I'm trying to tell this to people. I'm saying we're in life is things free. Right, right. You know, I'm like, can you go to a race? Could I go to a race and say, hey, I didn't sponsor this event. I didn't give you anything for it. But, hey, I want to put up my banners next to people that, that sponsored it. 
And people, they'll say, how no? I said, well, that's the same. I said, people need to look at RCGP. It's a media company. They're trying to take this and take it and put it to the next level. So as who's it for to S-Works, Infinity, HB? They paid the money to be involved in that. JK Racing, they paid the money to be involved in it. They believe in the concept. Right. Is it fair to them to let somebody else's, like a direct, uh, a direct competitor who didn't pay anything to be under it? So people have to look at it like that point of view. Right, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I've had thoughts. It's. I, I mean, I, nothing's perfect, right? Yeah, you know, you're right, and things will get hammered out throughout the years. One thing mm-hmm. that ticked me off: uh, Jorn Newman had a white body on that S Works. I know, I saw that. Isn't that bad? Like, how could you do that? You come to that race and have a rattle cam. I thought that was so funny when you said that. And I th- I was thinking it. I was like, yeah. that's not cool. Yeah. But I, hey. I, I hate to say it, but I had that comment pocketed. And then I saw him case a jump in his car go ass over tea kettle. And it's like, <laughs> eh, a different car might have absorbed that. Ah, perfect time to drop the comment. <laughs> that was I, funny. I, I did... I I did. That was uh, I laughed. Um, I, I don't time, do actually. Sorry, I don't have my body's airbrushed anymore because I can get a set of tires for the cost of a body being airbrushed, and my paint jobs are super simple, but they're mm. two color. Except for what sucks is a uh, Tamiya bright green that I use is the same color as AstroTurf, so I might have to come up with a new color for my two-wheel drive buggy. Yeah, so you can see it. Yeah. It's, you know, I don't think I have a white stripe on the bottom. So I don't Mm -hmm. think it's that bad. Uh, Also, Tamaya paint smells like cat piss when you spray it. (laughs) (laughs) I I haven't smelled Tamaya paint in so long, so I can't remember. Yeah, it's, oh, the wife. So I usually spray it where I'm sitting right now. I'm at my RC desk. I clear a spot for my laptop and my um, my mixing board and all that stuff. And I spray it. And the wife usually complains a little bit if it's a testers or a Pactra. But I spray this stuff. She's like, did the cat spray the whole house? <laughs> I'm like, no. That's crazy. I'm- now I'm going to be looking for that the next time. Hey, let me smell your Tamiya paint real quick. Yeah, the, the, the Tamiya <laughs> yeah, bright green. Yeah, smells like cat piss. <laughs> it's horrible. But I do like the green. I don't know. Yeah. It's I just, don't know, man. I. It's a little this, funky. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say it's just a little aggravating for me because I'm an on-road racer, and I also mm-hmm. announce on-road racing. And when you have eight white bodies and two neon orange bodies on the track at one time. It's difficult. It sucks. Okay, go ahead. I just had to go on a rant about that. (laughs) No, I just, like, I'm very passionate about RC. I want to see RC grow. I want to, I think we're at a, people would say the industry is good right now and the industry is that. I don't think it's that good. It can always get better. I think we need to grow. I think it needs to be way better. I actually did an interview with Jason Ashton, and he thinks it's actually going to decline even worse than what it is. Well, that that's one. his words. Well, and it, I think we're just we're kind of like I this like we had a comment today 
Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. No, I just think it. we need to tr- we need to try something different, man. We need to get some outside the industry companies involved in our what we're doing. They're not going to get involved. Th- this is how I look at it. If I was a company like Red Bull, Monster, anything, what would I spot? Like, let's look at let's look at some of these races. Well, what what I want exposure, not just exposure to 200 people. I want exposure to as many people as I can. Yeah, that's that's why. Drones got popular. People got on ESPN because it was like, oh, wow, this is cool. Like, it got exposed. That's why people's like, how can cornhole be popular? Because, excuse me, people do it. Yep. P- companies sponsor things to get to get exposure. Not just to 200 guys sitting in some shed, sitting at some remote area racing RC cars around a dirt track, you know, and that's all that sees it. No, they want to sponsor that. Oh, okay. So we got her. Here's 14 of the best guys. All right. Look. Oh, wow. This is a, this is a nice professional production. Oh, we would like to sponsor that. What if, and I hope it happens, what if next year for RCGP, maybe it's not Red Bull, maybe it's Monster, maybe it's something like John Dare or, or something crazy like that, and they sponsor yeah. the whole series? Right. What are people going to say then? Oh, but, you know, so you have to think big. If you continue to think small, only small things are going to happen. Stop being selfish, man. We need to grow this up. We need to share this. And I think we need to get as many people involved in this as possible. And then the, the whole, well, if you tell somebody a car costs $2,000, they're not going to do it. Then you're promoted to the wrong demographic. Promote right. to these full-scale guys who have $2,000 to spend on a car. You don't have to spend $2,000 no. on a car because you can buy used stuff and, right. and get a good deal. And I think that's great. And then people's like, well, all these big races are killing club racing. Yes, they are. There's a lot of big races, but RCGP is adding more races to it. Yeah, but it's not also it's not also not getting 500 entries or 400 people to a race. Correct. You know what I mean? So we need more club races. I mean, one of the things of RCGP is to have a club race page, an affiliate page, so people because you need the club races, you yep. need the club tracks because that's where people learn. So, you know, like what well, all it's all about promoting RC, getting people into it, and then showing them the way to do it better. Like. So these guys who may feel like their special place in RC is going to be gone, it's not. It's actually going to be right where you need it to be. We need you to be. We need those guys who have all this experience at the tracks to help these people what to do. Because there's a lot of people out there that do that. And we can't, probably doesn't grow without these guys that help these guys. You yeah. know, new people coming in that and they can go talk to somebody that knows what they're doing. It, it means a lot, you know. And oh, we yeah. have to share our knowledge and not be selfish about it. Right. Right. So my little tangent that I go off on, if we ain't going to do something new now, then we're just going to continue to do what we've, we've been doing for all these years and nothing's going to change. Yeah. I, we're going to go to these races. We're going to cater to the same people over and over and we're just going to complain. Right. I wanted to get as big as it was the racing side of it back in the mid to late 80s. That mm-hmm. was the heyday of racing. Everybody, I could talk to... Anybody my age or a little older, and I tell them I'm into RC, they'd be like, oh, I had an RC-10 back in the day. It was huge. Yeah. It was huge. It was all over, too. All yeah. over media, all over everything. Mm-hmm. It, it would just got to find that groove again, and I yeah. think RCGP is a step in the right direction. It's better than what we're doing now. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I, I'm not. I, I'm not watching the main at AMS. I'm not watching the main at Silver State or the Nationals. 
it's just not hmm, it's not good enough well i think uh but i get well when live rc does a good job they they can do it i think if they go to the nationals this year and they and that track's actually pretty well lit and whatnot it's indoor yep they i did enjoy the coverage from it in 2016 okay but I, I'll watch it. Obviously, I'm gonna watch it because I, I just I'm an RC fanatic, and I'm I, I'm not gonna say that Live RC didn't send a crew to AMS this weekend, and yep. uh, they kind of did it on their own, and I think it was all right. But yeah. it was you know like it's nothing like RC Racing TV just takes it to ne- and to a next level, and RC Racing TV is free. Right. That's the thing about it. I'll tell you what. I'm not gonna watch it myself because I love to race. But I hate watching racing. I hate watching racing when I'm at the track, the in races that I'm not in, because I'm like, ooh, I could do the race directing better. I could announce better, all that. So I just go back to my pit and wrench and all that stuff. And then I hate watching it online usually because it's like this could be so much better. But then RCGP comes along and they make it so much better and now i enjoy watching the races that's good. and that's what it needs to be that's how i've been with rct racing tv for the last few years i don't i don't miss any european events yeah also i, I love their coverage so i've also heard that um live rc obviously still goes out and does their thing but I I think that Live RC is neglecting the Live RC part because of Lifetime. Brandon's making his nut on Lifetime. Everybody is using Lifetime. It's good software. It's excellent. I've used JLAP, I've used RC Scoring Pro, and I've used Lifetime. Lifetime is by far the most superior program. JLAP can burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that. Well, software. he's also into motocross now, isn't he? And doing a whole bunch of full-scale events as right. well. Yes, he's doing full-scale stuff. He's more into that now. Um, I mean, it, Lifetime's cool. You can set up several decoders and have loops. You don't... You, you can have sections. You, instead of just your lap time, you can be like section one. I was here, but I lost time here. Mm-hmm. Most tracks don't do it because a decoder costs 3200 bucks. Costs, right. costs a lot of money to have a stack of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I think I don't, I'm not sure how much it costs to send a crew to these races, but I know. I used like, to know. I know that either the team, either the track, they got somebody to sponsor to go there. I mean, I'm guessing it's not cheap. Yep. But, I mean, these are the the biggest, like the Nationals, is the, I guess they're going to be there, but that's the biggest event, and I think they should be there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I end up watching Thomas Tran from J Concepts most of the time anyway mm-hmm. at these races because he gets up there and he's got his... His gimbal and he does his self and he does a pretty good job Do you of remember covering the they, races. But didn't they kick him off the driver's stand at one of the races? Um, I think they kicked Matt Sistrunk off the driver's stand. Ah. He went to DNC like 2017. Yep. Thomas, I don't know what I know. Jake Concepts and and Live RC had a little 
thing going on before. Yep. But it does seem like he's not as interested in it anymore. Um, I don't know what's going on. Like I said, maybe full scale and all that. He's making his money off that. But you know, I've paid for live RC for since two thousand and eight. Yep. <clears throat> um, I've paid for all access at different races. It's it's been good. It's been times where I'm like, all right, it's gonna go down now. As soon as the main starts and it's down, yeah. And it was it would always be like that. And then like when I started racing, watching RC racing TV, I was like, now the scoring on RC racing TV sucks. But it's I've figured it out. You know, when they do it, but I just prefer. Well, I don't need the scoring. I could just listen to Nick, and he's telling me how the race is going. And I could, right. Nick, I think Nick is so good. I can listen to it on radio, or like if I'm outside, and I'll know how the race is going. Yep. yep. I don't even need to watch. It. And yeah. I think that's what makes it great. And they they do good. They make it make make it exciting. I love their pit walks. It's not so vanilla. It's not just some guy calling out. And that's a 13, this, and such and such. That's so boring. Yep. That's for RC racers. That's not for spectators. So I hope I'll be looking at the Nationals. I'm pretty sure our, uh, Live RC will be there. I actually ended up watching more Live RC. I was at the Nationals last year and ended up watching it more on Live RC because it was so hot. I was just sitting in front of my fan. Nice. And, like, it's too hot out there. It was in Florida. It was no breeze. It was 100% humidity. It was 100 degrees out there. And I was, like... It's too hot to be out there watching this race. Nitro Motors so must I run like garbage phone. in that. Uh, where it was, there was like no breeze. This is like central Florida. It was just Ugh. no real breeze coming through there. It was a, 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 like a swamp or lagoon next to it. And I was worried about alligators. It was good though. <laughs> they did a good job. Yep. But it was just hot. And I don't know. I definitely think RC Racing TV has set a new standard. I think more Americans are becoming hip to it now because i know a lot of americans did it um we're also I, that's good because i want them to see more european racing i was gonna you know, say we're as well. also more familiar with more european racers yeah so it becomes more of an entertaining thing i mean if you, you don't know who the racers are kind of who really cares yeah you know like then we don't get like stupid things like oh who's this european coming over here and and beating us. He must be using a gyro. <laughs> yeah. Know, so that type that aggravates me. Yeah, you know, there's other people. RC and RC doesn't belong to America. No. It doesn't belong to anybody. It's a worldwide thing. You know, they race RC everywhere. Yes, America's the biggest consumer, like ooh, the biggest market. Don't get me wrong. Yep. Don't get me wrong there. But it's so much bigger than America. And I I just think I'm just glad to see. I'm starting to see it switch now. I'm starting to see more and more Americans watching, you know, getting to know more racers from out of America. And I think that's that's a good thing. Um, because we have to, like, I say this all the time, man. It doesn't matter where we come from, what language we speak, what color, the color of our skin, the one thing we have, all, what the, politi the, pol the religion, pol politics that we believe in, the one common thing we have is RC, and we should all try to get along and do that together, you know, and stop, like, you know, yes, there's, there's going to be battles, like, I, I love this whole Euro versus America RC racing thing, I love it, it's, it's a rivalry that we need it, we need it that, is. but it's kind of, fr it's friendly, and people, you know, I get it, but I think the Euro guys are just a little bit faster right now. Yeah. In eight scale, anyway. In eight scale. In, I was Ten scale, say. the American guys have uh, got it. 
you know, except for guys like Orlovsky and, and Coelho and they're like fast, so fast. All these, there's some really fast Euro 10 scale guys as well. Uh, I so. got you. Yeah. Um, Astro in carpet racing is finally starting to take off in America because, well, basically it's hard to go into a rental spot and say, I'd like to put three feet of dirt deep of dirt mm -hmm. in here <laughs> and whatever, make a track. So it's a lot easier to drop down Astro or carpet. And yeah, it's the game's changing towards European because for the longest time it was Europeans doing that. Yeah. Because they have the same issues. Like they can't just go put dirt and land is expensive and it's good for beginners. It is. It's fun. You don't have to worry about having 3,000 sets of tires. Yep. You know, you can set up a car. It doesn't change that much. Yeah. You know, it stays consistent. It's right. fun. You got traction. Yep. You can change the track around easily. Yeah. I think that's all good for RC. You're starting to have to worry about tires. Proline and J-Con are hitting that game hard. And Schumacher's trying to Ugh. compete with new stuff. <clears throat> but you know what? The track where I race at, it's outdoor AstroTurf. The sh yellow Schumacher Mini Pin 1, the OG, is still the best. Really? Yep. That's good. In my opinion. That's good. And I got... Because... I don't know. I got the fastest I lap of the main yesterday, so... <laughs> You're excited. You're happy. Yeah. Because I think there should be more spec tire events. Yeah. And because it's too much. It's That's the biggest consumer. Like, you know, the tire companies, I get it. Like, with, with technology and advancement, it, you know, that costs money. Right, right. But we're here, you know, the spec tire takes that whole... You know, there's 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 places where like if you just want a better tire and you got the, you can spend all this money on tires, you're just gonna be way better. Right. You know, and that spec tire takes that out of that. And I think we need to see more events like that. And I was trying to explain it to a buddy the other day how spec tire eliminates like it's gonna be just like stock. I said, No, there's no. a difference between spec and stock. You know, like it's like, Well, what if somebody has newer tires? I said you limit to a amount of tires you can buy yep. a day and run. You know, so in, in 12 definitely want to see more spec tire events. Yep. In 12 scale, it was a bad thing because they picked the wrong foam and they made one run tires. It mm -hmm. did make one run tires faster, but in off-road, so in off-road, it would work well because if you mm -hmm. have a Pro-Line tire or an AKA tire or a J-Con tire, they all have a very good foam to come with them. So you're not going to be screwing mm -hmm. with foams. And you build the tire, and it is what it is. Let's say whole shots work everywhere, just about. So let's say the compound's going to be S3 whole shots. And that covers 90% of the tracks. It would work. But the problem is, and this is a problem we're seeing with the mini truggy, you take away people's tire selection. They act like they're drowning. They they th <laughs> the escape is their tire game, it it, it really yeah, is. Yeah, because they got then they got they're forced to learn some setup and they're forced to learn to drive different. Right, right. So it's like a lot of people I talk about mini truggy and they're like, 
but there's no tires. I'm like, oh, there's tires. There's tires in production. From J Concepts and Proline, you have one pin tire and you have one bar tire. So you can have four different total sets, but that's not enough. So why? Why is that not enough? And that's the thing. If you do a spec tire, yeah, people are going to panic. They're Like you said, they're going to have to learn how to set up. They're not going to have the excuse of the tire game. I think people like to have that excuse right in their back pocket. Yeah, that makes sense. For when the day doesn't go their way, for when they want to do their fake Facebook, oh, I'm going to quit, it's too hard, I can't figure it out. I hate that shit. The I'm going to quit racing Talk me down from a ledge Facebook shit posting. Sorry. <laughs> it's RC cars, dude. We're meant to be having fun. Right. I stopped taking this stuff so serious. I barely I barely race. The couple of races that I raced last year, oh man, I had so much fun. Right. I would I'm up there laughing on the stage. Like you like if I made a mistake, like you dumbass. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just like people are so fortunate. That's another thing. That's another pet peeve I have. Yep. I've oh. I come from Bermuda where I only had one track. We had three tracks here in the DR at one point. Now we have none. We're building one now. Yep. I see people complaining. Oh, I don't have a track. Oh, that track's three hours away. Oh, it's this track. Oh, I don't like this track. And some places, there are too many tracks. Like, you know, not Minnesota. enough people. Minnesota, and I say we to, have too many. I say, yeah, North, North Carolina, North Carolina, South Carolina is like that. Yep. We counted 21 tracks between that and, and a three-hour driving distance, including Georgia. And I'm saying to people, you people are all crying about tracks. So <laughs> there, I never had, I never had choices coming up. I had to race on that track because the only one we have. I said I don't even have a track to go race on right now. Yeah. So I think people need to look at what they have and be for, feel like, hey, I'm fortunate, man. Like, like AMS people's, like, oh, that track wasn't that good. Hey, at least you have a like, you can go yeah. drive and go race that track. Like, you know, okay, it's a one build, but you can go do it. Like, you know, you have an indoor track, you have to worry about rain or anything. People have to understand they're fortunate, man. Some people don't have tracks at all or don't have multiple tracks to go to. Yeah. So when people start, and like you said, this is toy. No, I don't call it toy cars. It's scale motorsports, but we're out here to have fun. Right. Go have fun. I also see another thing that I see people doing is they race too many classes. That's true. Like at one event, go race two. Like, and if, Max if you've two. got kids that are kids that are racing then you can't be racing three classes you can just about race one yeah focus on your kids let them race like that's what that's the next generation race one and let them race no don't, right. don't go to a club race and try to race five different classes and then complain about it being expensive i know of course it's expensive <laughs> so when my son races oh, when, when my son races with me which is often he, ju- he doesn't do the A-scale stuff with me yet because he's not there yet. <laughs> but right. it is. So when I'm prepping his stuff and I'm prepping my stuff, if, if I'm running two classes myself and he's running one, I'm really running three classes. It, it's like I'm running three classes. And when something breaks on his car, work. oh, man, when something breaks on his car, it takes it's a panic because he breaks something good. He doesn't just break an A-arm. He'll break an A-arm <laughs> in a shock tower. He might bend a shock shaft. Yeah. Too. <laughs> you know the way. Yeah, thrashing. Yeah. Your, yeah, your, your son 
uh, you just took him out rock crawling. So you know what it's. Yeah, that doesn't break too much. But he's yeah. he's been he's been driving a car up and down the street. Yeah. For a while, he's even been on VRC. He, my son is he's he's seven. He just went seven yesterday, and he yep. knows everything. You can't tell him anything. So that's my biggest frustrating <laughs> frustration with him. I know exactly but, what you mean. You know, we went out to. Yeah, I like the scale. I'm an RC fanatic, dude. I love yeah. everything to do with RC. I've like, I'm like, I like the scale stuff, man. I'm really getting into it. I like this fifth scale stuff too. So I'm gonna get one of them hopefully one day so, when I start actually making some money. Are you but, uh, saving your money for uh, the new Element RC vehicle? I don't. I think I'm gonna get it. We'll see what happens. I'm I, saving my I, um, money. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. I got smart move by Associated. Very smart move. Right. So Associated, I don't think is going to come out with a mini truggy. So Team Velocity is going to be coming out with a conversion for the B seventy four. So my goal before the end of the year is to get the B seventy four with the conversion and get the new Element RC trail truck. Maybe get two of the trail trucks. One. I I got my son an axial when he was three years old it cost fifty dollars less than the element rc and man i feel like i got ripped off if you look at that element rc what it comes with for 350 bucks it's good it's good stuff it's excellent and you look what this axial came with for 300 dollars. it's like oh this axial should have maybe cost 150 it's that type of thing yeah i I think I'm going to get one. I think Associated made a great move, not making a mini truggy. No offense. No, you're right. I, 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 it, I think they went to, they went to a, a genre of RC that is booming it's huge. right now. Yep. And they have taken that to a next level. They've, uh, they've got like all this different type of stuff you can change. Like you don't have to buy anything. You can change your car. Like it's great. I think, um, Brad Geck and John Schultz had, had, had headed that up, and they yep. have done a great job. Yeah, and I will think I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get Brent on it. Get me one. Yeah, and uh, go out train. I'll get. I like. To, I'll get a ready to run one, and just go out there and uh, well, maybe I'll get the kit. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think and, I'm gonna get ready to run, and if I do, I'm gonna get a couple of them and just <laughs> maybe toss the axial, not throw it away, but kind of retire it. Yeah. I, and then I'm going to go out there because it's so much to do. Like, my son had fun with it the other day. We had fun. Yeah. It's, you know, like you look at these events that they, these people hold, and these people are having fun. Right. You know, they're, they're drinking beer. They're walking around. Like, everybody's having fun. They're camping. And here we, and I'm just like, this is what RC is about having fun. Like these, this is what we need to do. And these people, you don't have to be some great skilled person to do scale. You no. just have to be able to wrench in a car and make it look good and yep. go have fun with your buddies, man. Yeah. And that's what RC's, how RC kind of started. Like what's, what, you know, what, one of the most fun I used to have in RC was going to the track with my friends, a couple yep. of guys. And we just like, whoever flips over the first loses. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, and we got to try and beat each other. And then, or we'll run to the end of a fuel tank and, you know, just going out there with your friends and having fun. And I think we kind of don't do that anymore because we're trying to be too serious about it, man. Yes, it's it's people have to be serious in RC, the guys who get paid for it. Right. They have to be serious because it's their job. But we need to get back to having fun. And 
and just have and and go in. You know who who looks like they're having a lot of fun is up in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I've been watching their race scene for a while because we have a lot of guys running RC cars up there and our cars, and I've gotten to know them. And they have this great little series. Well, not little; it's actually pretty big called the Northwest Championship. Okay. Uh, tour or something like that. NCT, it's called. And they race everything. And these people have, these guys have fun. They're yeah. camp, like, you know, like they're going to different tracks between Washington, Oregon, and Idaho, I think. Okay. And they're having a blast, man. And it's just one series up there. It's not a whole bunch of series competing with each other. When they ain't doing the series, the guys are club racing. I think they got it, they have it right. And they get good entries. Uh, it's long weekends, but they get good entries. Um, that's kind I don't of know. What, uh, I just think, that's kind of what fun. Minnesota Nitro series is also. Mm, we, okay. Yes, I forgot you guys had that as well. Yeah, we. Uh, it used to be bigger. It's coming back a little bit. So, the A scale classes, for the most part, are have really good numbers, except for see. E-Buggy went the opposite way. Last year, we had 30 to 35 per round. I thought we were going to get 40 mm-hmm. to 50 of them this year. Round number one, we had 20 or 21. It's like, wow. Oh, really? Yeah, E-Buggy fell off hard to where Nitro Buggy and Truggy stayed about the same. Okay. It was shocking. That is strange. Yeah. Hmm. But... Yeah, the series races are fun, and we have guys that set up campers. I'm eventually going to get an RV myself. It's it's a good time. It's except you got to. It is. There there are a couple guys that take it too seriously, but for the most part, it's fun. Yeah, you're always going to have those people, man. You're always going to have them guys who just go turn the ass out of it, oh, and. Like, it's funny, me and my buddy were having this discussion yesterday. Is like, he, he was like, yeah, you know, it's it's the guys who pull up in big trailers and RVs and have like a full-on, you know, all that type of stuff. Yep. They'll complain about spending money. And then they'll say, he said this. This is what he said to me. My buddy, my buddy Mike Hill and I were talking. We always talk. And he was like, you know, I remember one guy, one time this guy was telling me he's getting out of RC because yeah. he doesn't get nothing from it. No, no, uh, no return. <laughs> and I was like. What do you expect? Exactly. Like I don't know. And it's like, and it's like, yeah, he's got this big trailer and it's all set up, you know, and camper and all this type of stuff. And he goes, here I am, pulling up my Toyota Corolla. Yep. <laughs> you know, with a pop-up tent and a and a and a table, my little fan, my dog, yep. my wife, and I'm having a blast. Right. People, what return do you expect from RC? I don't know what return you expect from RC. Fun. That's what, you know, it, it can be fun. as expensive as you want it to be. It can be as cheap as you want it to be, man. I've, I race on a budget. I'm yep. racing on a budget. I acetone wheels, all that's I used to when I used to race hardcore. Acetone wheels, saving firms, all that type of stuff. Right. So, I'm man. thinking about starting to acetone wheels again. Think about it is, so can you get, so I run Proline rubber mainly mm-hmm. just because it's easier to stick with one rubber. I don't think you can get them without the foam anymore. Without foam? Yeah, I don't think you can get them without foam. Like loose? Mm-mm. Right, right. I know you can get like J Concepts like that, I think. Yep. Well, and, so, and AE, um, AKA. What sucks is because with 10 scale off road this winter, I was, every time I mounted up a new set, 
every other set i would throw away the new foams and put in the old foams because the old foams were better on the second run really yeah because they were really broken in um Mm -hmm. so that's the biggest thing about breaking in bar tires is breaking in the foams if you can get rid of that that's it saves a lot of headache so but yeah i don't know man should Balling we, uh, on a budget, man. Racing on a budget. We all got to do it at some you, point, you know. You know what you don't want to do? There's nothing wrong with that. Is go to Amin Hobbies and um, go to Amin Hobbies. Don't go to y- your orders and add up from January to December. It's not a good idea. <laughs> I've, man, I haven't. If my wife knew. Like how much money I've spent. I, I'm on you. I haven't spent a lot of money lately. Yeah. Because I haven't been doing. I'm I'm up, I'm spending money on these trail trucks because now I'm gonna hold, I'm I'm about to get some bumpers and stuff for my, you know, like anything else. Not for performance, for looks. Right. But yeah, RC wise, dude. Oh man, A man got a lot of money. Man, here's the thing. I knew Kendall Bennett when he started out of his garage. I have right. a triple X NT. He started that I bought from. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I bought a triple X NT that I still have the chassis and everything here. I bought from him off eBay when he was on starting grid. And yep. I actually bought a nitro touring car from him that was really good. Nice. This triple X NT was so old. It had positive camber because <laughs> they were running positive camber back then. Yeah. For I think T-Burn and guys were running it. So I knew Kendall when he was just starting out and he went to his garage. And I met him at Silver State 2005 and he's just woo, blown up so big mm-hmm. so big yeah badass track too they have a badass nitro track oh yeah but yeah it's yeah sure i'm getting it's getting pretty late over here for me um i gotta yeah, get up 24 should we uh do some questions quick should we sure man let's do some questions there's only a i only got a couple actually tj right. barnes he's um he races a dollar hobby. Have you ordered anything mm-hmm. off a dollar ever? Yeah, on eBay. Yeah, plenty of Mugen stuff. When oh, I ride Mugen, that's where I just ordered a chassis for my RC8 for uh, I paid thirty eight bucks for it. Yeah, their their prices are amazing. Well, because they start so Kendall started the same way that Dollar Hobby still does their business. They mm-hmm. just buy a buy a kit and they part it out right so um and now they have a big track and all that stuff now too right oh the on-road tracks world class wow it's pretty good oh um tj we kind of discussed this but he's wondering uh what your role at jq was and that's everything yep putting out fire putting out fires making sure everybody's happy yeah helping uh support our team which i believe in and and helping brent like if you know if people have issues of orders i just right. hit him up and we get it fixed yeah everything yeah, yeah he said other Besides than telling him to shut up on two different podcasts <laughs> <laughs> yeah the podcast is my my second full-time job i would say now it's pretty much running to be a full-time job it is and Hopefully, we can figure out a way. So, advertising RC is 
changed a lot over the years in what they do. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we can get them, not necessarily me because I'm not that big, but like you and Rip and all the other podcasts can get, you know, maybe a Traxxas sponsorship or a team associated because they used to spend a ton of money in advertising, let's say, mm-hmm. RC Car Action. That yeah. doesn't happen so much anymore. Nobody's buying no. RC Car Action. People are listening to podcasts. It's a form of media. It's a form of media that... It's a form of media. I People say it's just some guys talking shit on behind a mic, but... It is. People listening... <laughs> it is, but people listen... I think you have a responsibility to present facts yes you present your opinions because that's what people want to like to like as well but i think you're a form of media people get their your news from you get their information from you right um and i think podcasting period is taken over from printed stuff and like people like want to listen to what they they want to listen or watch not everybody wants to read read nowadays so they just want to listen while they're driving Okay, I didn't know this. Oh, yep. that's interesting. So, I it would be great if the if the RC companies jump on board and support some of these podcasts. I mean, some of them do. Most uh, they do. We have a few sponsors on yeah, our podcast. You have a few, but, um, but like in bigger companies, there's a lot of old hats that don't understand which way the world's going. Like, that's true. A good example, and he's not in RC industry, but Howard Stern. He mm-hmm. doesn't believe anybody makes any money off a podcast. When wow. the fighter and the kids making eighty thousand dollars an episode, Joe Rogan's making two hundred thousand dollars an episode. No Ari way. Sh- Ari Shafir. You, I didn't even know these numbers. Ari Shafir's making fifteen thousand an episode. Mark Marin's making fifty five thousand dollars an episode. Wow. And a dummy like Howard Stern. That's impressive. Who never went along with the times thinks there's no money in that. Podcasting stupid. You're just talking shit behind a microphone. Well, that's what he's doing on radio. Well, that's what it, he used to be good. And then what happened mm-hmm. was he got a little bit of that AGT fame and he got the taste of people liking him. And all of a sudden, his show started to change. And now it's just politically correct garbage, which I never <laughs> thought I'd see from Howard Stern. Well, he, maybe he should get into podcasting. He makes him, um, he'll see that there's money to be made. Because Joe Rogan wouldn't be doing, Joe Rogan and these guys wouldn't be doing, and their, and their podcasts are great. Yep. And they don't change. They're still the same. Right. Um, Wendy the Slow Adult was on my old podcast. She was part of the whack yeah. pack on Howard Stern. She was on my old podcast a few times, and she talked about how Howard Stern has changed and all that. Man, it's yeah. The I mean, you do got have to change with the times of your media, but his content got weak. Yeah, money changes people too. Yeah, he got you that got big getting big money and you're big like, serious well, XM deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. let's see here. We only got one more and that's from Aiden Burke from the extra lap podcast. Aiden has the best voice in RC. Podcast. Does he? 
I, he's that that Scouse man, Liverpool uh, Liverpool accent. That's England a, has so many different accents. Yep, it's a cool accent with a cool, just sounding voice. Anyways, but he said, ask him about his love of Manchester United. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm guessing that would be like not. him saying he loves Liverpool because he's an Everton fan. Uh, no, I do not like Manchester United at all. I'm a Manchester City fan, uh-huh. and you know, I I detest Manchester United with the passion of a thousand burning suns. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've tried football, man. Football, it's it's big, it's big outside. Of, it's in Europe, outside of the world, it's big. I've tried. Outside of, I've tried to watch it. My daughter plays soccer. Yeah. But you know what? When I saw a grown man barely get touch and flop That's down on the, the ground game. and cry, I shut it off. I had enough right there. You know, he might have barely got touched, but I'll tell you what. When you get freaking studs to your ankle or something like that, I tell you, yeah. that shit hurts. Like when someone just comes in like, boom, oh. and rakes their studs across your calf or your ankle. I, I know um, it hurts, but you keep going. There's, there's no you sh- there's no protection. Everybody, you got to go on. That's part of the game, like getting a foul. Yeah, see, that's that's mm, that kills me. Yeah, hey, that wins games. Dude. You got a foul it, in a it kills go on in the penalty box. You got a penalty, and you know that's I'm not part a of team, the beautiful game. I'm not a team sport guy, anyways. I like racing and fighting. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'm actually a little bit tired right now because i was up all night watching the ufc pay-per-view and it was fantastic oh yeah i missed it i was i've been sick all week to be weekend to be honest i do you have the flu uh, no i got ate something stupid oh. thursday night and i'm just been i've had two flu-like symptoms but you know i've been just i couldn't go to my son's school to get his medal i couldn't go to oh. go-karts for his birthday yesterday Bummer. i'm actually feeling better now so I went to sleep early last night. Yeah, yeah. No, it was great night of fights, but I was going to say, if you guys want to see real pain, Google Donald Cerrone I. That's it. <laughs> Who was on the main card last night? Who was the main fight? Uh, it was for the vacant 135-pound belt after TJ Dillashaw pissed hot for EPO. TJ had a... Mm-hmm vacate the belt so it was marlon marais versus henry cejudo looked like henry cejudo was dead in the water in round one the ref could have stopped in round one but then cejudo downloaded the information just started beating the crap out of (laughs) marlon and came back and won it in a third round tko then the the co-main event was uh, another title shot between valentina shevchenko and jessica i and we had this discussion at the gym today. If the odds are this lopsided, the commission should not make the fight. Um, Jessica I was a plus 900 and Valentina was a negative 1400 to win. So negative right. 1400, a lot of people don't know odds, but Valentina was a favorite by an astronomical amount. And it showed. Um she was batting her around, beating her everywhere, and then in the second round, Valentina goes, I've had enough, lands a head kick, and knocks her out, and she, Jessica I was out for five minutes. Wow. Yeah. I. It's been a long time since I've seen a knockout that good. 
<laughs> that's wow. That's scary, though. It made a ting noise. Wow. <laughs> just a shin to the dome. Yeah, we have um, just the one guy heard practicing. Uh, he's in. The, I don't know if he's in the UFC, but he's up there training in yep. Montreal. Alex Garcia. That's so. Uh, that the sounds Dominican familiar. Nightmare. Yeah, it sounds so familiar. Up, but he's yeah. up there in the same gym as GSP and yep, those guys. But he's, he's getting kind of older now. Yeah. So I don't know how. I I know where he's at. Um, I can't think of the coach's name. Um, but he's huge. Yeah. He what he was on speaking of Rogan again. He was on Rogan, and he says I can take any average Joe that's young enough, and I can train them to get them to the UFC. But it's they have to have them in it. They have to have the ex the extra talent to become a champion. But yeah. he can take an average Joe and get him into the UFC. That's insane. It's a lot of work. I I screw around and it's a lot of work. Hmm. I, I'm at the gym. And I think you're deep. That's the thing about it. I am I'm deep. Like, deep. I am Very deep. deep. And it sucks that I didn't start until I was thirty five. I didn't start until I was thirty four, thirty five. I'm like, I'm too old now. I'm there six days a week. I was uh, sparring today with a 19-year-old with a lot of talent. I'm like, yeah, so that's what youth feels like when he's punching you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, you're enjoying it, and that's good, and it's keeping yeah. you young, looking good. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that's all that matters. You're still getting some RC stuff. I'm enjoying, in your, I'm enjoying your podcast. You've been super influential. Yeah, and helpful with getting mine going, and I appreciate it, man. Well, like, I, um, like I said, you've taken it and you've ran with it. And I talk about your podcast being the best. T- yours and Tim's are neck and neck. It's like yours is fun. It's like Tim released his episode. I'm like, yeah, Tim's getting it back. But then you released your long episode with an hour long rant on it. It was awesome. Uh, Tim's great. Tim's funny. I enjoyed my talk with him. Yeah. Um, he's definitely a great personality. He is. <clears throat> and I a lot of influence from him as well. It was good to talk to him. And hey, man, we're just we're just trying to make RC cool. Yeah. And well, it is trying cool. to spread the love. People need you to know? realize well, it. Exactly, dude. I've dumped women over RC before. I'm sure you have. Hey. Yeah, I'm sure lots of people have. It's well, it's. I, I like to say you may leave RC, but it never leaves you. I I said it last week on the podcast too. Uh, if if a woman ever asks you to choose, choose RC because she's going to keep doing that for the rest Whatever. of your life. Pretty much. So pretty much. Anyway. But yeah, man, we had a good talk. Yeah, it was it's fun. always a good talk with you. Yeah. I mean, we're going. It feels like we just got started, and we've been going for two hours. Yeah, don't do a four-hour and forty-minute podcast like uh, I did. I gotta get <laughs> up in a couple hours. <laughs> all right. So, cool, all right. man. Well, well thank this. you for having me on. Thank you for help. All the help you've had, and yeah, thank you no. for pr- your support of of the No Name RC podcast. And when you got a chance, listen to some of the RC, the Starting Grid, the RCGP podcast. The Starting Grid. So, yeah, it's yeah. great. And so, yeah. Everybody, check out the Starting Grid RC Podcast. Check out the No Name RC Podcast. And check out JQ Racing. Talk to Keenan if you want to 
join up. Yeah. And, you know, be a part of a team, not just a number. That's right. All right. And with that, we have ran out of talent. Talk to you guys later. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you, Joe. Thank you.